This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. I prefer living there with my Boko Haram husband. We had foodstuff and had nothing to worry about. I want to go back because I did not have to work for anything. Our life was better there. Life was simple. Aminata was abducted by Boko Haram terrorists when she was barely 15 years old. Older women, including Aminata's mother, who lived in Bama at the time, were left alone. Members of the terror group are notorious for snatching women from their villages or along roads. Non-Muslim abductees are often forced to convert to Islam. They are generally tortured, forced to watch acts of terror, engaged in labor, exchanged for prisoners or ransom, and used in military operations. They are used as decoys to ambush soldiers, hold bullets during combat, or carry loads as they return to the camp. Aminata married 25-year-old Muhammad Bukhar, and she said they lived peacefully. Muhammad was a fighter and held the mid-rank position of assistant commander in Boko Haram's hierarchy. On days when none of the fighters was killed and the attack was successful, he told me, when some were killed, he would not mention anything about it. He only recounted his experience whenever they were victorious. Aminata was a housewife. She did chores and cooked for the household. Soon, she became pregnant and had her son shortly after she regained freedom. Between 8 and 11 every morning and another two hours in the afternoon, Aminata would attend Islamia, where she studied the Quran and interacted with other women. When they closed from the school, they would talk as they walked back to their various shelters. However, if she wanted to visit friends, she would need to get her husband's permission. After waking up early in the morning, we pray and prepare breakfast and then do the house chores. Then we revise what we were taught the previous day before we set out to Islamia in the morning. We were taught to recite the Holy Quran, Hadiths and Fikr. We were also taught how to perform ablution. Barely two months into her abduction, Aminata managed to escape. Despite her satisfaction with her life in the hands of the insurgents, especially her husband, she was anxious about the well-being of her family back in Burma. So one day, in the company of some other women just like her, she ran away. I could not stay there any longer because the thought of them kept bothering me. We woke up early in the morning at about 4 a.m. and left. We were halfway through when we saw them coming with their motorcycles to search for us. We hid and let them go their way, then we went around to Budu to avoid getting caught. When she eventually escaped and returned home, 
she was disappointed at the quality of life she met. It did not measure up with what she had when she was abducted. Amilas' father had died after a brief illness before the insurgency started. She has eight siblings, three older, five younger. Her elder brother comes in Dalori, and two of her sisters live with husbands in Meiduguri. Three other siblings had passed away over the years. She currently lives with her mother at the Dalori to IDP camp, but the available care is not enough to get by. At some of the displacement camps, including this one in Dalori, IDPs are registered and given tickets, which entitle them to receive monthly food allowances worth about 17,000 naira per household. Aminata does not have a food ticket of her own because her mother is already a direct beneficiary. They gave us food, but I did not get any. I try to make money whatever way I can. In comparison with her bitter experiences at the IDP camp, years ago when she was a captive of Boko Haram, she had access to all sorts of food including rice, spaghetti, beef, and chicken. She admits she had no idea where all the food stuff came from, but there was a constant supply. Aminata is currently enrolled in a semi-formal circular school, also inside the camp. Her thirst for knowledge is one of the reasons she has not paid attention to suitors yet. Her child conceived in Sambiza and delivered 60 kilometers away in Meidogo, has just turned five. The administrator said he is not old enough to be admitted into the school, but she looks forward to signing him up as soon as possible. Though she misses her relatively comfortable life with Boko Haram, she remains a strong believer in formal education, something that could get her killed in places governed by her former abductors. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Anita Eboibe and edited by Osato Edobayi, produced by Appa Tuoko. Translation by Maria Mustafa. The senior producers are Osato Edukbayi and Anita Eboibe. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humanangle.ng and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida. <laughs>